the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into Hour 2. You're going to like this, folks. It's a delight to welcome a new guest, first-time guest to this show. Uh, She's fun. She's smart. She's doing something both important and constitutional. She is Paige Rue. She um, is doing an exclusive eight-part reality series uh, in in conjunction with Salem Now and Turning Point USA. Paige, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I want to hear all about this. I want the audience to hear all about this. It's called Reloaded. But as I said, you are a first-time guest here. And as I ask all first-time guests, give us a little autobiography of yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a, I would consider a uh, young female in the firearms industry. I was actually, um, I'm a daughter of a law enforcement officer and um, my dad was in the army as well. And then he purchased an indoor shooting range in Phoenix, Arizona called Shooter's World. And I grew, literally grew up in a shooting range. We didn't do daycare. He brought us to the range. We had a playroom and that was my life. I I compare it to a lot of uh, family family restaurants. And mine just so happened to be in a shooting range. Um, so that was, you know, I, I, at eight years old, was working gun shows. I was passing out coupons. And that was just a, a normal weekend for me with my family. Um, we, we all work together. I have, I have four other siblings. And I was not the sibling or the child that my dad thought would be the one to take on the role of the gun industry and firearms and the second amendment. Um, I was actually a, uh, I was going to school to be a wedding planner uh-huh. and to work <laughs> in the hospitality business with high end uh, resorts. And I was a senior in college and COVID hit and events were no longer. I was uh, a firearms instructor at the time as well, just because obviously it's part of my family and I wanted to help out on the weekends and make a little extra money. 2020 completely changed my life and they said we need you to teach more classes and I said well school's out and uh, I can't plan any events so okay I'll teach more and I realized my passion for teaching was really for new shooters and I just naturally uh, uh, women were attracted to me as an instructor so that kind of that kind of turned into my life during 2020 I became the uh, the training coordinator for all three of our companies. We have three stores in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I started learning more and teaching more, and I realized this niche that I needed to fill. And that's when Turning Point USA found me, and that's when I started. You know, now I'm traveling around the country, and I teach uh, mostly brand-new shooters mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of women, but mostly new shooters and, and specifically with pistol shooting. But I can teach up to complete advanced tactical uh, movements with pistol. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I got into all of this. And never would I have thought Turning Point USA reached out to me. They're also located in Phoenix. And I thought that they wanted to uh, have me on as a guest 
expert in the industry, and they said, why don't you come to our headquarters? I said, sure. They toured me around. They sat me down after about an hour, and they said, let's talk about your gun show. And I was jaw-dropped. And I said, great. So uh, that's that's how I got here. Fantastic. Folks can go to tpusa.com to see more about Paige, or they can go to salemnow.com to uh, see the series, which is called Reloaded, Episode 1. Can I give out the title? It's great. Some Chick Who Shoots is the title. (laughs) It's an eight-part series. What will people get with this series, Paige? So I started the series. We actually started the series with uh, the intention to educate, but then we quickly learned that I um, I'm a very authentic person, and I didn't like just the strict education aspect. And so we actually did a lot of revamping with this series, and I wanted to entertain with education and give them a glimpse of my family and my lifestyle, and kind of break those barriers of if you own a gun, you're not just you know, like we're a normal family and, you know, you can have firearms in the home and you can be respectful around firearms and, and have a normal life. You know, we're, we're not that stigma of what people who aren't aware of firearms think that, you know, true Americans and true, you know, two-way advocates are. So uh, what you're going to get with this season specifically is me really pushing my limits. And I really want to empower others to Try something new and get out of your comfort zone and be okay that, you know, firearms can be scary, but with a little bit of education, it can actually be an extremely fun activity. So you'll find me, I signed up for my first competition, which is called Tactical Games, and it is, (laughs) it's a go big or go home kind of thing. Um, It's CrossFit with shooting and it's a two-day competition that is go big or Um, go home i know crossfit yes it is go big or go home so um my first uh on on top of that there's a there's a little plot twist in there and i did actually did not know that this was going to happen but i signed up for the beginner level of tactical games and the day of the head of the uh competition found out who i was and found out my qualifications was shooting and he put me in the elite category with professional CrossFit athlete for one Marco Alvarez, who is a seven-time CrossFit Games athlete. Could you get off the floor after that? I mean, that's... I did, did, but it was truly, it was just like a, uh, I guess we're doing this. Okay, I just won't hurt myself. Um, So you're going to get, you know, I leverage a lot of contacts that I know in the firearms industry to help me with challenging myself and getting out of my comfort zone and really preparing for this competition but you're also seeing my family life and understanding, you know, what it's like being a family-owned company in the firearms industry, um, what the dialogue is. The drama in the family is all real. Almost everything in this entire season was a one take. Oh, wow. I am not, yeah, I am not someone who likes to take multiple takes or create a storyline. I would tell them, hey, this is going on. Film it. And I hope you get it in one take because I really don't want, because we're we're still operating business. Sure. You know, we're... We're shutting down ranges. We're we're holding customers back if we're filming, and so we're not we're not filming this outside of range hours. We are actually running the company at the same time, and so I would tell my crew, "Hey, you're going to get it in one take because professionally speaking, I don't want to make customers wait." So whatever was filmed in this show was almost, I would say, ninety eight percent one take. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, more on the series and a little bit about your experience with training uh, new shooters and people who want to become mm-hmm. new shooters. I want to get your take on the Second Amendment. But uh, as long as we have you here, Paige, uh, say a word about Shooters World, too, if you'd like. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Shooters World is, a, I mean, like I said, we're a family-owned company. Um, we're one of the largest indoor shooting ranges in the country, actually. Uh, we have three locations. One, our original one is on 28th. You guys are located out of Phoenix, correct? Right, 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 right. Uh, 28th Avenue in Indian School, uh-huh. and that's our first location in Phoenix. Our second location is 89th Avenue in Cactus Road up in Peoria. And then our third location is going to be actually our new headquarters, and that one is on the I-10 and Litchfield Road in Goodyear, Arizona. Fantastic. So um, we're an indoor shooting range. We're a training facility. Almost my entire family works there. You will you will meet my family. Um, but we have, you know, we have ladies' nights on Fridays where ladies get an hour for free and a free gun rental. We have gun rentals that you can try almost, I would say, over about 120 per store wow. um, that you're able to try. We have classes. We have uh, concealed carry classes. And then, obviously, just a public range as well. And you are able to purchase firearms from us. Fantastic. We're talking to Paige Rue, R-O-U-X, and she is the host and star of this series, Reloaded, that uh, Salem Now is partnering with, T- partnering with TPUSA on. Paige, um, talk to me about new, shirt, new shooters. We may have people in the audience who may not be gun owners, may think it's important to become a gun owner, which means it's important to learn how to use a gun, right? You wouldn't want to encourage use without learning how. Talk, 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 to, talk to that person in the audience. If you're thinking about buying a gun and learning how to shoot, what would you say to that person if they're kind of, they've just been tossing it around in their head lately? Absolutely. I would say two things, actually. Um, for one, if you are ready and you want to jump into it and you want to purchase your first firearm, take a class or learn from a professional. It is positive to go out with friends. That's fine, too. But you will get so much more out of it and so much more empowerment if you have a trained professional to teach you and learn the proper technique right off the bat. Because then if you go out with friends and they say, you know, you need to buy this gun. Well, now you're being told what your pathway is going to be. And what I've learned with teaching brand new shooters is educating them on the safety and how to handle the gun is great. And then showing them different options and then making that decision, you will truly feel so much more empowered and educated as a new gun owner and just feel more in control about your entire process. So Fantastic. Let me, let me hold you on that thought real quick. Let me take a quick commercial bake, pr- break, if I can, Paige, and we'll come right back and we'll get the rest of that. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the Second Amendment, Second Amendment as well. It'd be nice if I could talk at all. <laughs> Paige Rue is our guest, and she is the uh, star and host of Reloaded, SalemNow.com and TPUSA.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It's a delight to have Paige Rue with us, R-O-U-X, by the way. She is the host and star of this uh, new series, Reloaded. You can get it at SalemNow.com. She is, uh, and we are partnering with TP Turning Point USA to do this. The series is a lot of fun. It's really smart. It's entertaining. It's something your whole family can watch together. Again, Salem Now. Dot com. Paige, thanks for staying with us. I wanted to talk to you just a little bit more, if I could, because your story is not only fascinating, but what you have to teach is fascinating. And uh, certainly uh, teaching new shooters and primarily, uh, as I think you mentioned, women shooters, that's a great thing, too. Uh, what, what, are, what are some of the misconceptions people have about gun ownership? You know, there's a lot of people in this country who own guns, and a lot of people don't and just don't like the idea of gun ownership. What are what are some of the greatest misconceptions you've run into or you've seen? 
I think a misconception could be uh, that, you know, one, you need to be a male to own a gun. Um, And I believe that ever since probably around 2020, 2018, even there has been a major influx of women purchasing firearms and being comfortable with kind of obtaining education uh, with firearm ownership and, and that kind of responsibility of defending themselves or their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a misconception that I think is turning around. But another thing that I've seen a lot is people who maybe aren't so comfortable with firearms um, believe that, you know, gun owners want to, we're the Wild West yeah, or yeah. we solve problems with just shootouts. Right. Uh we, you know, the things that you hear on the news with mass media and, and you know, terrible things that are, you you know, terrible events that happen sure. with someone who is mentally ill using a firearm represents the the gun owners of America, yeah. which is not, which is not true. We are speaking from experience and speaking from, you know, teaching a wide variety of people on all sides of the political spectrum. It's the Second Amendment is for everyone. Gun ownership is for everyone. Education is for everyone. And you are empowered to have the responsibility and the ownership of owning a firearm and defending your life and your family. And you need to do that with a level of responsibility and a level of education. And that is, as an adult, you need to do that. Um, but like I own a firearm. I've, I've been carrying a firearm since I was 18 years old. But I've known and respected firearms my entire life, and that's because I've had great education. That's because I have great guidance from my parents. And that's also, I never want to use my firearm on someone. I never want to do that. But I'm going to train for as long as I can so that if I do, God forbid, my life is saved for my family and that I am doing it in the most educated way and legal way possible. And I'm gaining that education myself. Nicely stated, and you're giving that education, Paige. You said your daddy was a, uh, your daddy was a, uh, was a veteran of the military. Mine was too. Mm -hmm. And my dad taught me how to shoot. I'll just ask you this. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't shoot as much as I probably should. But when he taught me to shoot, he taught me, a lot of people like to close one eye when they shoot. He taught me to use both eyes, both eyes open. Is that is that still true? Is that good training or is it depend or is it just wrong? It is. It is. See, both are correct. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> door number three. Okay. Yes. Door number three. So, uh, you know, what's so interesting about the firearms industry is that education is, tr- is changing constantly and right. techniques are training because it's sure. very new. Sure. Uh, so basically what you're explaining is with with shooting with one eye open, I consider that precision shooting or marksmanship shooting. Okay. So consider yourself aiming for a bullseye, aiming for a target at a far distance. You're aiming with one eye. You're lining up your sights as perfectly as possible because you need to really focus on getting a precision shot. Okay. So I actually start my students with precision shooting because I want to make sure their technique is correct uh-huh. as possible. Okay. But what you're also talking about is shooting both eyes open, meaning both of your eyes are open. You are actually focusing on your target, whether that's a person or you know a, a silhouette target, a piece of paper, cans, whatever it is. 
and your sights are actually going to be blurry. That takes a little bit more practice because now you're relying a lot on your muscle memory uh-huh. on pointing the gun in the right direction. It's kind of like if you right now, everyone's listening, you were to point at something with you know, your index finger, both eyes are open. You don't have to close one eye and figure out, okay, am I pointing at my object? Right. That is your muscle memory, your body alignment. You know what you're pointing at. But with a firearm, it's another object. So you have to practice that muscle memory. So that is both eyes open is what you want to aim for with your training down the road of if you're in a defensive situation, you definitely want to be both eyes open because then you have good peripheral vision. You're able to focus on your target, not so much your sights and your close quarters shooting quickly. And you're not so worried about uh, shooting towards a tight little bullseye target. So two different goals. Gotcha. We're talking to Paige Rue. Paige uh, spells her last name R-O-U-X, and she is the host and star of this great new series, Reloaded, eight-part series. You can get it at SalemNow.com. She is with Turning Point USA, TPUSA.com, uh, backslash Reloaded. Paige, um, your sense of how um, how much the Second Amendment is under assault right now? Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear. I, My take I, on Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, so I, you know, I, I tell people I, I'm in this odd, you know, I, I'm very young. Um, I'll be 27 this year. I'm kind of like in that younger age range. I didn't realize the importance of the Second Amendment because even when I grew up, I feel like I was like one of those last years of children who grew up with um, just freedom and understanding and respecting firearms. Um now my siblings are younger than me and there's definitely been a shift uh in the second amendment and i didn't realize it because i'm working in a gun store so anyone coming into the store right, it's self-selected sure. made, yeah right they've already made that decision right. to come and shop i haven't even you know i until i basically started working with turning point usa and realizing the vast you know, majority of people who aren't aware of firearms or aren't comfortable or maybe even against them, I was not exposed to those kinds of people until about 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. And that was really eye-opening to me. And so with Turning Point USA, they definitely opened my eyes and they said, we need you to be more educated on gun bills that are coming out and, you know, the assault weapons ban and all of those other bills that are trying to restrict our rights as gun owners. And so, I was very hesitant at first, but I finally sat down and I start, just started reading the bills and I said, I'm going to highlight them. I'm going to highlight questions that I have and make notes. And I'm going to, you know, I have access to people who are educated sure. in this industry and I'm going to basically educate myself on this entire thing. Good. And I didn't realize how manipulative yeah. these bills were. And I also didn't realize how much I actually knew and reading the bill, I would read one sentence and then three or four paragraphs later, I would say, well, that's counterintuitive. They're they're contradicting themselves. Yeah, they don't even well, know what they're so writing tricky. laws about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like this doesn't make any sense. And so that's when I really felt empowered. It was around you know two years ago. Good. I felt really empowered. Of I have to speak up for these people because people who are voting to accept these bills, I can I can understand and empathize with why they think this is a good idea. Yeah, and, and you're going to have to straighten them, them out. You have to straighten. Listen, I, Paige, I got to run. I got to take the commercial break and run. But that's okay. bless you. Thank you for doing this, Paige Rue. You. you bet. Host and star of Reloaded SalemNow.com. Paige, let this be a down payment. We'll have you back soon. Good luck and Godspeed. 
Well, welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Are global leaders developing solutions that promote freedom and quality of life, or are they creating problems, enforcing solutions that only benefit the elite? Midas Gold Group believes it's the latter, from draconian COVID restrictions, the decimation of small businesses, changed election laws. Midas believes your finances will be next. Under the guise of protecting you, you'll get monetary expansion, national debt, and reduced purchasing power, and their central bank digital currency will virtually eliminate your savings and purchasing privacy. The answer? Convert a portion of your savings or IRA to physical gold and silver. Precious metals are a private currency. They've been used to store wealth throughout history. And thousands of you have known and trusted the veterans at Midas Gold Group, like Seb Gorka and I have, because they're fighting for your financial freedom and privacy, too. Call Midas Gold Group at 480-360-3000. That's Midas Gold Group, 480-360-3000. Or check them out online at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Wayne is in Chandler. Hello, Wayne. Hello. I wanted to revisit the uh, discussion you were having yesterday about uh, the vacating of Speaker McCarthy. Okay. And uh, anyway, I uh, don't know if you saw this morning, Epic TV had uh, two interviews with Jan Yakilik, one with, I think it was Tim Burkett from 2nd District in Tennessee, and then uh, the other one was from uh, fellow in Montana, okay. Rosedale. Oh, yeah, right. And okay. they were comprehensive. They made some good points. And, you know, if you're a black or white guy, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice admission. I like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, you remember the original election of McCarthy to the speakership. Oh, very well. And, of course, it took 17 votes or something. Yeah. And uh, so uh, promises were made, and now promises have been broken. And in my world, okay, if you can't trust the guy, boot him out. Okay. Now, I understand that creates almost a constitutional crisis. And we need to deal with that. And I hope, I've already called Andy Biggs, my congressman, and said, I hope you have a plan. <laughs> yeah. The po- promises uh, made and, bro- and promises broken, what was the uh, biggest one that resonated with you, the biggest promise that was broken that resonated with you, Wayne? Well, I think it was the fact that they were going to take all of these spending bills individually and debate them and then ultimately negotiate and approve them. And the bottom line was that uh, uh, after uh, they got like four or so of these bills made, then they're up against the deadline for the August break. So then they go on break for four weeks, uh, you know, and and obviously you don't have time to get the work done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you could blame it on that. But, hey, do you get four months a week or four weeks a year vacation? I don't. Right. Uh, So anyway, the bottom line is the needs of the job, when you're talking about the importance of the country, come first. Mm -hmm. And then uh, while they are on the August break, uh, McCarthy goes to Joe Biden and negotiates this, um, you know, lack of a spending cap. We're not going to do anything until after the 2024 elections and uh, totally sells out his own party. That's the one that right. uh, breaks the, 
you know, camel's back for me. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll know a lot more next week. We'll know a lot more next week. right. Okay. Well, I'm praying for everybody now, and I hope the Lord intervenes and gives us some daylight in this darkness. Every day and on everything. How about that? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate your call very much. i got to take a quick break. 602-5080-960. No, I don't. My clock was off. My bad. (laughs) I'm sorry to have cut you off, Wayne. I have a few more seconds here. Well, we will see. Uh, By the way, there's a running tally my friend Steve helpfully sent to us over at um, the uh, Washington Examiner, WashingtonExaminer.com. Uh, has a tally of who's endorsing who for those that have entered the race for speaker. There's Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan, Kevin Hearn, uh, and there's speculation Donald Trump may be in there too. My gosh, he's gonna. He said he's gonna be at the um, House of Representatives or meet with the House of Representatives Republican Caucus next week. Think about that. Is it the craziest idea in the world or is it not? It may not be. I'd be open to your thoughts on that as well. Six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Rick is in Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hello there, Seth. How, How are, are you, my I'm friend? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, for years, you and I have talked about being Aristotelian friends. Yes, sir. Right. And what does that mean again? Someone who makes you a better person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can never state that as well as you can. I know what it means, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> as long as you do it, you that. don't have to say it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You know, okay. there's yeah, there's a well, great great quote. I had occasion to visit with another Aristotelian friend of mine this morning. You're yes. pr- you're probably familiar with uh, Dwight Lyman Moody, D.L. Moody, the Moody. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He said that. Oh, I got. David Dahl's attention with that one. He didn't see this coming. His head perked up. Um, He said, sometimes the best way to show that a stick is crooked is not to denounce it, yell at it, and scream at it, but just lay a straight one quietly alongside it. That's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Words words to live by, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Words to live by. Well, you know, you have a great group of associates around you with uh, Debonair David there and my buddy Bill and the delightful Terry. You bet. And it just makes me think, I I just really want to encourage you, Seth, I want to urge you to uh, cherish that association. Oh, well, thank you. I um I do. I get by with a little help from my friends, to quote okay. not Dwight Lyman Moody, but a different group of, well, they're not even theologians. But um, okay. no, I do. I've gotten through all my life with mentors, great friends, and great associates. Look, I th- there's a message here. There's an important message. You can't do this life alone. No life. Right. You can't do life alone, and it is not good for man to be alone, as you know well, also— you know, and that's why um, I'm so concerned about loneliness as an issue um, and an issue that leads to, you know, depression and and self-harm and yep. mental illness. 
I'm worried about all that kind of stuff. I'm worried about our youth. I'm worried about our youth's mental health. I'm worried about them doing self-harm. I yeah. think almost all my non-radio time is dedicated to those issues, um, almost all, uh, when I'm, you know, not messing around, and <laughs> which we all do a little bit of, I suppose. Um, but, no, really, the, these are my concerns. They're serious, and it's important yes. to have good people around you and have friends who do make you a better person. And if you don't have good people around you just by the dint of your lot in life or whatever you've been put into, try and help make them good people. And if that can't happen, find new people. Right, right. Well, and that's one of the things I appreciate so much about your show. Uh, It has been, over the many years I've been listening a great opportunity to have that input from you and from, uh, you know, so many of your guests and your callers. You know, you've got such terrific callers. And so, uh, you know, uh, I I really appreciate that. Uh, I told David I wanted to talk to you about the the monologue, which is always terrific. And my question about the monologue is, uh, are you going to ban the book how matt gates got joe biden to build a wall on the border <laughs> matt gates got joe biden talk about you know they were haranguing about how uh the the house of representatives was in chaos yeah strange that i haven't heard any media uh reports about how the Biden administration is in chaos. Yeah, it's in total chaos. Let me recap yeah. uh, uh, for the audience to uh, to give them a sense of what I think you're talking about, which is what I was talking about earlier. Secretary right. Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security, said upon uh, putting up a border wall uh, down in Texas, he said, quote, there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. That is a direct quote of the secretary this morning. This afternoon, President Joe Biden is asked about why he is breaking his pledge not to build one foot of wall. And he said he had no choice because Congress appropriated the funds in 2019, which makes no sense. That means, you know, he didn't he he should have done it in 2021, 2022 or the first three quarters of this year. So that makes no sense. And then he was asked if it will work. And he said no. He said no. So you have in one line by Secretary of Mayorkas, two contradictions with the President of the United States. One, the reason as to why it had nothing to do with budget impoundment. It's because of what Mayorkas said. There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers in the vicinity in order to prevent unlawful entries. Had nothing to do with budget analysis or budget impoundment. One. Two, he, he said there is presently an acute and immediate need to do this so that it will work to prevent it, to stop it, which Joe Biden said won't work. So, right. yeah, if and you, think, if you a, think we got chaos, how about that? And then you've got a White, White House spokesman. Who doesn't know who anything doesn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. Karen Jean-Pierre says, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What what is the movie this is? What is it? If it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium. A mad, 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 mad world. Uh, A day, a a duck soup. A day at the races. A night at the opera. What is it? There you go. Keystone Cops. I don't know, but thank you. Thanks for taking my call, Seth. I appreciate you, brother, and thanks for all your good teaching. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Uh, it. Bye now. Okay, you betcha. Guardrails, not just border walls. Guardrails, something I have been wanting to talk about for a couple of days now, based on an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Um, It's a tribute to something Daniel Henninger wrote about 30 years ago, and it's an editorial about lamenting the loss of a time in the United States when life seemed more settled, when emotions, both private and public, didn't seem to run so continuously at breakneck speed. I suppose what we call the crisis industrial complex. He gives Matt Hennessy in the Wall Street Journal and tribute to Benninger a lot of examples of this. And then he says, um, on Saturday, the House was preparing to vote on a bill to keep the government funded when Representative Jamal Bauman pulled a fire alarm in the Capitol. His apparent purpose was to disrupt the proceedings, delay the vote, and increase the likelihood of a government shutdown that his media allies would blame on Republicans. Schools teach children that raising false alarms is a dangerous business. It can cause panic that leads to energy, injury. It diverts resources from real emergencies and potentially puts first responders at risk. Mr. Bowman knows all this because he's a former middle school principal. He claims to have made an honest mistake, which we cannot believe. But it is about the erosion of norms and the erosion of adulthood. I want to talk more about this. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Y-Refi. Y-Refi has a great investments in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. It's a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like, and there's no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. No penalty at all. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio. Why Refi is a due diligence proof firm. You can earn up to a ten and a quarter percent rate of return, a ten point two five percent fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest the letter Y, then R E F Y dot com, or call eight 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 Y Refi twenty four eight 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 Y Refi twenty four. David, we can um, we can probably lose downtown. Let's make more room for some better music than that. We're going downtown. We're uh, the song we came in. We're with. going uptown. Well, this, no, we don't want that either. But the song we came in with, we can we can. Oh, caller wanted me to know the term I was looking for was "send in the clowns." Stephen Sondheim, Anna Klana Nicht music, something like that. A little night from the show, uh, a little night music. Send in the clowns. Yeah, send in the clowns. Don't bother. They're here. Frank Sinatra probably does the best version of that. We don't need to add it to Bumper. It's such a sad, sad song. It's just way too sad of a song, which is a pretty good um, template for how sad this administration is. But, yeah, send in the clowns. Oh, gosh. If you, if you need to be put in a, an adult dolorous mood, if you need to be brought down, that, that is one of the that – is, that is – one of the saddest breakup songs. That, one for my baby, one for the road, if you're in the Sinatra uh, lane. Um, Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad, probably, is another big one. Those are probably three of them. <laughs> Let's not, uh, or if the phone doesn't ring, it's me, Jimmy Buffett. 
Okay. The erosion of norms goes far beyond politics, as anyone who has ever been online knows. Social media is filled with videos of breakdowns, beatdowns, and freakouts. Hennessy writes in the Wall Street Journal, only in a society without guardrails does it feel right to film a crime in progress or a person in distress for public titillation. What a great point. What a great point. You know, we used to shame the people around the Kitty Genovese story and plural ignorance that we learned from it. Now we're all just doing it voluntarily and racing to do it as quickly as possible and be the first one to post. We're going to talk more about guardrails. Sam Stone's coming up. I don't know if we'll get to it with him, but if we don't, we'll get to it more tomorrow. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 